I'm Drew Steck. And this is the, the Internet's Maximum Potential Season, season one, 1 Finale. Oh, man. Episode. <laughs> uh, that was a, uh, a personal mix that I made for uh, it was lovely, Rick. this final episode. I thought the inclusion of Oingo Boingo's Weird Science tied in well. Um, I, think, I think a lot of people draw the correlation. You know, it's, it's songs about things being over, but at the same time... We used diagrams and charts. Charts. We mended broken hearts, and we made weird science with this uh, weird, podcast. Weird science. Ooh, weird. Bum 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 bum. Boo. Yeah, this is. Uh, I've decided. Uh, I told you this uh, when you first played it for me, but I think I'm going to use it um, to, if I in a breakup situation sometime with a woman, just be like, listen, seriously, just listen, and then turn up the music. And have the songs play, and then she'd be like, "All right, so I get that we're breaking up, but what's that thing about weird science? Did you, you know, make another girlfriend um, in the botany lab? I don't know." You're like, yes, I did, and her name is Vanessa Angel, and she's also the star of the film Kingpin. Did you ever? Did you watch the uh, the USA series Weird Science? Did you ever no, watch I that? never did. See, that was how I became familiar with the the John Hughes film. Uh, weird Science would always be on. Saturday nights on USA so for me every Saturday consisted of me going to there was a Super America by my house so I, I would go there I would get some of their Super Soda Cola which All was right. the, uh, the cheap knockoff of Super America come home that night watch SNCC and then uh, at 9 o'clock put on the old Weird Science which uh, I would always try to make sure um, my parents didn't know I was watching because even though it really wasn't raunchy or anything really all that bad I just assumed that they would uh, disapprove. Yeah, anything on SNCC. Why can't they? No, no, no. It was. It, was, it wasn't. They were fine with what was on SNCC, but this was on USA. Oh, the late night it USA would be programming. This and then Duckman, which featured the voice of Jason Alexander. Duckman, yeah, was a little raunchy. That that was that so, was. But um, I don't know. Why don't they bring back SNCC? You know, not for the kids, but for you know the, you know, twenty-something adults who fell in love with it as children. You know, I have the first two volumes of uh, The Adventures of Pete and Pete on Because we actually have the money now to like go out and consume like the SNCC yeah. type merchandise and stuff. And I know you can get, um, if you go through Amazon.ca, which is the Canadian Amazon, you can pick up a couple seasons of Are You Afraid of the Dark? There you go. Um, I was always scared of the dark and the show. <laughs> I always wanted to start my own Midnight Society, but uh, it's not... Not never happened. 
too never many, came to fruition. Too many clowns, mimes, and carnies in that series for me. <laughs> but uh, I do on actually on my Gokier. If you want to keep a, I will. I will let you take the. Uh, I have the soundtrack to the Adventures of Pete and Pete by the band Polaris. Oh wow! And uh, it's it's actually quite good music. Yeah. I, th- that show. You like watching it now. It's like, hey, I'm really glad that I was sharp enough as a kid to appreciate this type of program. It's yeah, a, exactly. It's an excellent. Series. Well, you go back and you watch it, and you go, wow. I mean, this stuff was actually pretty decent compared to what they watch now, which is like, I don't know, pure like entertainment. I feel like at least like our entertainment had a message, whereas now like the message is almost like not even there. Like Zach and Cody blow up the hotel. And then they're like, oh, we'll just do it again tomorrow. <laughs> not like there's a lesson Gotta in this. Gotta find another hotel. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, there's a lesson in this. No, we'll just, you know, let them make mischief. And then I guess it's almost like an anti-message that society will always forgive you for your whatever you do, <laughs> even though you blow up a hotel and, you know, kill 2,000 people. I blame uh, the new television that's on Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel for future generations of terrorism. That's what I'm going to point the finger at when it comes to it. I'll bring that's right. it up. That's right. I mean, that's their primary source of education at the television. Right. We are uh, back in the lake house. It's, it's come full circle. Um, that's right. We've come here to die. <laughs> uh, We're going to be buried under this lake house. And right now, uh, there's currently an extension of the deck because you guys are putting in a hot tub. A hot tub. Something I've asked for since I was like 12 or 13 um because i thought it might help me get a girlfriend it still might i mean california can be like hey back my, home. Par- my parents back in wisconsin have a hot tub as a selling point i don't know i'll see how that goes maybe you'll come back back to my room and uh maybe from there we'll go back to wisconsin <laughs> maybe i see where the night takes us yeah. i don't know we'll see <laughs> i don't know so that, that's my uh uh, I'm excited for it. The only unfortunate part is that it's being uh, put in the day before I leave. It would have been nicer like earlier in the summer yeah. to have and cherish. <laughs> I'm having a bit of a downtrodden sort of day, Drew. How so, Rick? Well, uh, I I interviewed for two jobs. Yeah, uh, you got really close to getting one of them, right? One of them. I'm not one to be confident about jobs at all, but I just assumed that I would be offered the job. It, the money wasn't that great, but I just, I was like, hey, this will be a good opportunity. Yeah. And uh, I just totally assumed, I wrote a follow-up email, thanked her for the interview, and um, yeah, I uh, got the thing in the email today saying that, nope, we're uh, going with somebody else. And it, it is legitimately shocked me. Like, usually, I don't expect to get jobs. I, I, I've had a miserable life in, try, in terms of trying to get work. I don't understand how other people get jobs because I apply. I have I have good references. I've had prominent internships. You I, have a you have a college degree. I have a college degree. That's something a lot of people don't have. I just don't understand why it's difficult. I don't but. understand what it is about me. I mean, my resume looks fine. I've, I I interview well. I just don't get why. Uh, I don't know. I've just had a miserable time all my life trying to get jobs. I just they do not like I don't understand how other people get good paying jobs. I don't understand how it works. No. And so I'm a bit I'm a bit shocked today. Keep your chin high, Rick. You know, uh, I think it's kind of like you know a prude woman. She's prude and she passes up many men or many men pass her up. Um, that wouldn't make her prude, would it? 
the, the analogy falls apart there, Rick. But the important part is that, you know, there's a good job out there. There's a great job. There's, you know, your job, your career is out there and it's waiting for you. I think also what's made me a little bit sad. I think that's like what the song from The American Tale, Somewhere Out There, is about. It's <laughs> about finding your future career. out there beneath the pale moonlight. Monster.com. <laughs> that's, that's the version I've heard. Uh, so, But I think what made me a little sadder the other day, too, was when we did the show... Um, at the American Club or at, at Black Wolf Run for the uh, insurance company and just seeing uh, kind of the ridiculous amount of money that people had and to, the idea of being comfortable with money is something that I highly doubt I'll ever be in my life and it just made me feel incredibly sad because uh, I, I, right now I just don't see anything going going old Rick Katchke's way in terms of uh, money or careers it's alright Rick and then we've got the last episode of this. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. I, uh, if, I, if I'm dead, maybe suspect suicide. <laughs> <laughs> there probably wasn't a murder. So probably we, this wasn't. Maybe even is... if it looks like it. Even if there's fingerprints all over me and a videotape of a guy murdering me. Much like the film 15 Minutes. Yes. Starring yes. Edward Burns and Robert De Niro. Uh, we just drew, um, was finishing that film when I came over uh, and uh, I caught a, one of the final scenes of it and there's a about a four second exchange which <laughs> made me so happy it it, uh, it could have turned around my day but uh, the lingering effects of earlier the, today have, it's have pretty close to, it's it's up there it brought your day back up to non-suicide level I think. yeah well I never would commit suicide just for the record so uh, that but that could be an attempt by the person who will murder me to you use this in court, yes. Yeah. But yeah, why don't you just describe this? The person who will murder you is also a lawyer, so they're very good at gathering evidence. Ah, damn lawyers. Um. Anyway, uh, I like how that's the first place we go. They they will use this in court as opposed to just you know <laughs> planting it as evidence like on the site. Like here's a CD of this podcast. <laughs> um. But at the end of the film, uh, the the premise of the film is that there's uh two you know characters. Uh, who, who come to America seeking fortune and fame. One of them wants to make movies. The other one's just kind of coming to commit crimes and rip people off. Um, and he, uh, one of them videotapes the other guy committing crimes. And I, don't, I don't think anybody cares about the backstory. They I think they the, want to hear about the four-second exchange that we're talking about. And then, so they get to the final scene. It's pretty ridiculous. There's a lot of gunfiring going off. And it's down near um, the, the docks, and there's this... Uh, guy on the boat and he's he pops up with a shotgun a cop that pops up with a shotgun shotgun to, to cock it to try and take out the, the bad guy who's holding someone hostage and then another cop yells at him and goes get that shotgun out of here and then he just slowly he just kind of like turns it to the side and pokes his head back down below. <laughs> like, like he pops up with a shotgun and he's like all right i'm not need here and then just like goes back down <laughs> It kind of looks like a whack-a-mole, only a guy with a shotgun. Maybe we should invent a whack-a-mole game with men with shotguns. <laughs> and it'll make it minutes us. themed. Like, with whack-a-moles, like, if they stay up too long, you don't lose. You just lose points. Whereas, like, in this game, you would lose your life. <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous game of whack-a-mole. No, but, but if you're able... Stop right there. The most dangerous game. It would be another <laughs> man hunting. It'd be, we could call it the most dangerous game, and we'd have him in a safari hat. 
like in the the short story, the most dangerous. So it's a game. little bit of a combination between fifteen minutes and the most dangerous game. I think it sounds like the greatest, you know, carny invention ever. If you do survive and you're able to whack him, you are not going to believe the amount of tickets that you get. You can exchange them for a plush Maybe doll for, or a miniature pool table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, it's high risk, high reward. Yeah. <laughs> You can go and fret some youngling with how many tickets you have. Yesterday we had the the Gestapalooza. Yeah. And uh, I, just like you, learned the pronunciation of Mike Schmalz's girlfriend, Tara, for the first time. I always assumed it was Domine. I didn't think that was something you were going to admit out loud, but I'm glad that you did. No, but it's it's Domini, which is a far more interesting last name. I, I'm, I'm glad that it's not the pronunciation which I assumed, because I always thought, oh, man. Talk about a boring last name. Domine. But I, I neglected to bring up yesterday, um, for my birthday, I went out to the dog tracks with uh, Carl, Mike, Andy, and Tara. It was just sort of something like, hey, for my birthday, you guys want to do this? No. I, it's, it's a fun thing, you know, yeah, once yeah. in a while. But um, Tara assumed that this was something that I did frequently. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I'm always going to the dog tracks. And I could tell there's a little bit of judgment. judgment like, yeah. so, Rick, um, how often do you come here? <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, this is the first time in a year. Yeah. But I could tell at the time that there was a little bit of disgust, thinking that I was some obsessive dog track gambler. <laughs> yeah, like you had this horrible gambling addiction. <laughs> ah, ah. Gotta put two bucks down on the dogs for a trifecta. I, then I made the awful joke of saying that you were also in the dog, uh, dog fight fighting. Well, I, that I am. So that I am, and that's which part is of the, the worst reason, part of the joke. Part of the reason that I come out to Mequon so often is not only to record podcasts with you, but to also go to the dog fights. There's underground dog. There's a lot of basketball players live in Mequon, and I'm not going to indict any people here on the show. No. But some of them, uh, there is an underground dogfighting ring that I've been asked to join, um, and I, I've refused on several occasions. Okay, it's I, just not for me, Rick. And I don't judge people who do it. You know, I understand that it's a cultural thing, and it's the way that you were brought up, you know, but it's just not for me. You know, I, um, I'm, I'm reluctant to name anybody in the area who does do them, but I will not um, hold back some of the names of people who, uh, celebrities, athletes that I've spotted there. Uh, Scott Pollard. Um, Reggie Miller, Rick Fox. Um, this was after he was done filming Holes. He came up and uh, yeah. did this. Um, Doug Christie. Doug Christie and Rick Fox got into a brawl. Uh, it was very reflective of what happened on the I've heard, Yeah, I've heard he's very... Um, he's a feisty one, the Rick Fox. Yeah. Um, Penny Hardaway, Horace Grant, um, Shaquille O'Neal. In fact, the entire 1995 Orlando Magic team. This is true. Um, I didn't want to say anybody, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, we refuse to name the person who holds them, but, I mean, you can see a lot of celebrities there. I will say that the person who holds them, um, their name rhymes with Schmeishmallen. Schmeishmallen, yeah. And uh, they were a player for the uh, team that rhymes with the Schmeltics. Yeah. Uh, who won the... Uh, the um, the the NBA Schmeinals and uh, you know I won't talk about um, you know his his career numbers but I will say that he got game Schmee got Schmee <laughs> um, 
that was not a very good bit. <laughs> not at and all. And we like it's like, you know what, let's keep this going for like five minutes. I'm just you gonna... were busy on on like texting someone, so they were, I felt the need to an, like carry it with a bit. It was an important text that I had to tell them that I would I would call them afterwards. So I'll call them afterwards. Um anyway. Uh, before you go, uh, do you have anything exciting going on? You you said something about a filming project that you're doing tomorrow. Yeah, I did it. I did a little bit of it today, and then I'm doing the rest of it tomorrow. It's a uh, um, just a little five minute short. I'm building up stuff for my portfolio. I'm going to transfer uh, to another college. I'm in about a year. I'm hoping I can get into USC, and. Um, I was gonna. I need to beef up my profile though, or my portfolio before I can really get into a good film school. Now, are Just you? Because I, I, I'm embarrassed with what's in there right now. <laughs> Is high ceiling in there? Yes. No, I mean, like it would be if I had submitted a portfolio, but I didn't had to. I didn't have to submit one to get into UWM. So, be honest, Drew. Is this about getting into the film school, or are you and Pete Carroll uh, discussing about you playing guard for the Trojans? Guard. Yeah, uh, I know your one of your brothers was a, a wonderful football player. He was on a state championship team. Yes, that's right. He played. He uh, he played um, the uh, bench. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know you've got it in your blood. Yeah, to be I, a starter on the bench. <laughs> I could ride that bench and, and playing bench <laughs> for your Ooh. USC Trojans. <laughs> Whatever gets me closer to the USC song girls, that's all I care about. <laughs> so them in their old school looking cheerleader uniforms, even though you know they're not too old school with their morals. Well, you know, by hooking up with them, then you can get on America's Idol, American Idol. That's yes. what we learned. Yep. So I don't know. Maybe I should just instead of trying to play bench, I think for that's the a USC callback Chargers, to like episode two. I think yeah. I think instead of playing. Uh, uh, guard, bench guard for the uh, <laughs> USC Trojans. I could just call my friend who's one of the USC song girls. What if what if you played him. like right guard, but that was just a term for the guy who goes around giving everyone de deodorant and not the spray kind. You actually have to like rub it on. <laughs> and it's not in the stick yet because they don't they can't show the logos on the sidelines. You actually have to hold like the deodorant in your palms and go up and like rub it up in there. You, you like twisting it up so that the bar actually comes out. And then you've got like one that's just being used nonstop. That's why there's so many staph infections with the USC Trojans. It's what happens, you know. And then I'm going to get all their STDs out of their armpits. So, I don't know. I would just, I don't want to be the Ben Gayer. You know, that's not the guy I want to be. So, but anyway. So, so you got the filming going on. I got the filming going on for this. It's a little five minute short called The Angel. I can't reveal too much because it has a uh, little twist in the end you if you see it how many people are in this is it just you it's me and then uh, just a few other people who uh i made it with a friend of mine who's going to northern michigan next year for their film program and uh i don't know it was just we'd, we'd been discussing doing something for years and we'd never finished anything that we'd started so it was just like we're making a movie we're gonna get it done i don't care if it's good i don't care if it's bad hopefully it's good and we tried to you know we sat down one night laid out the plot for it and then uh decided to try and shoot it over two days and then have it edited and done by tomorrow because we all know what happens when uh, you don't edit something before you leave for California. Well, I just want to say thank you for including me um, with this project. I really am glad that you thought of me when it came to filming something. And uh... Well, you were busy with, you know, getting turned down for jobs. So. <laughs> no, it wasn't like... It was I just, know. Just, <laughs> it was really quick and it was like, I don't know, 
I didn't know if you really wanted to be involved. It's not really that big of a project. It's not even, there's no sound in it. There's music. But oh, there's no well, music. if sound isn't involved. There's sound and it's black and white. I know how you hate, you hate sound in films. So yeah. I just really didn't want to, you know, do that to you. God, you know, when it comes to silent films, I just figure, just burn them all. Uh, I don't see why they don't just go into the film archives of time and burn all the prints of silent films. I've been there. They have a very good tour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the film archives of time. The film archives of all time. Well, I, it's not like, it's just like, I never like thought about including him because it was just like me and this kid and he was like, yeah, let's do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I picture him uh, being like a newspaper boy. <laughs> yeah, me and this kid. <laughs> He's a project. He, he still just walks around with a hat, like the newsies <laughs> hat, and like papes. I think that might be because you have like a newsboy hat with you. Yeah, I kind of. I just picture that all of your friends outside of those that I know are all newsboys. <laughs> they, they are. I've never seen a new. I haven't seen a newsboy uh, ever. I think like a like a real nineteen like. 20s Christian Bale news news <laughs> newsboy ever but um I don't know so um it, it'll it'll be on YouTube uh by the end of the week so so maybe that you could do a double feature of watching Hard Tough Kill Time and then check out The, the Angel, Angel. So. I'm sure that by just searching The Angel you're probably just going to come up with just Drew's video. I can't imagine there being many other Many videos. other title, video titles. We could call it other things, but that would give away too much about the film, I think. So <laughs> Other things. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just title it other things. No, it'll be called The Angel. I'm almost positive with that. When, when are you flying out then? On Saturday? Saturday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> are you going to a deli beforehand? Or? I don't know. They if they have one in the airport. But then you're coming back a week later. I'm coming back a week later for this. Uh, um, my oldest, my no, not my oldest. My second oldest brother got married last November. Uh, lovely wedding, lovely reception. My mother decided in Houston, not in Milwaukee, uh, where you know the majority of our family and friends live. Um, so a lot of them couldn't make it out of the wedding. So my mom decided it'd be a good idea to hold a second reception in Wisconsin for all the people who couldn't make it to the wedding in Houston. Um, She's just trying everyone, to sucker people to give more gifts, right? I don't know. Everyone was kind of opposed to the idea from the get-go. Like, she, she threw it out there. It's a good idea to, like, throw out there and be like, hey, do you guys want to do this? And, like, if the bride and the groom reject it and, like, a few other people are like, nah, it's not a great idea. Like, it's something you just kind of forget about and move yeah. on. She just decided to move forward with it anyway and uh, keep going with it. See, I think it's a good idea, but I would think it would be a good idea like right back after in November. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she was like she was like, well, it's going to be cold and nobody wants to come to like a party. We, she wanted to have it out on our deck, which was just expanded and like have it outdoors. So she couldn't do that in November, so she's waiting all the way till August of next year to do it. 10 months. 10 months. Unfortunately, with my brother being in the Navy, um it's just been difficult to like get a time between then and now. Well, he's busy sailing the seven seas. He is. Um, and then also sailing with the Navy as well. <laughs> he just does a lot of sailing. He just does a lot of independent sailing. He does it. He tries to put in those hours to practice to be a better seaman. Um, so he... Anyway, so we're having this thing. I'm not really thrilled about it. Every time I express my disinterest in it, she goes, It's not for them. It's for, it's for all the other people who are coming because <laughs> i know whenever i go to a reception I'm like god i'm so glad to be here uh i don't really care about 
uh, Robert and his wife Amy. I'm just pumped to fucking be in the house. Yes, <laughs> and I agree with that. I think it's totally true. It's like the whole thing's about. Them. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got married, but man, <laughs> the whole thing's about them. So it's like, why if they don't want to do it, then why are we doing it? But I, I will never understand. I guess. Now, why are you leaving? Do you, does school start up already? School starts up the day after. Uh, th- that will be the seventeenth. That will be the sixteenth of August, and then I leave the seventeenth, and school starts the eighteenth. So there was really no way without me like going leaving the. If I left the seventeenth, I'd get there. I'd have to like go to my apartment, which I'd have to sign the lease on or like move into that day, and then you know go to school the next morning. So it'd be. It'd be nice to kind of give like a. It's nice to have a week buffer in there where I can go out there and sort some stuff out. I'm gonna sign my lease next Tuesday, and you know just say hi to a lot of friends out there and be able to move my stuff in the week before and kind of get situated by my books all that sort of stuff. How does that work with your stuff? How, oh, my how stuff is getting there. It's still out there from uh, my other apartment um, that I uh, left in May. We put it into uh, a storage compartment. Oh, okay. So it's it's out there. It's just been out there for three months in the storage shed and. Um, I'll come back and move it into the new place. Gotta hope that that quake didn't change anything. No, hopefully not. That'd be awful. So, where is your school located? Is it near it's, Los Angeles? It's or? in Fullerton, uh, which is uh, in the northern part of Orange County. So it's uh, about a half an hour. It's a half an hour. Like if it was legitimately like no traffic on the road or like you know good flowing traffic, it'd be like a half hour to downtown Los Angeles. Um, but it's about an hour with traffic. Okay. Um, hour and 15 minutes to Hollywood. So, um, but yeah, you know, there's some days where it's like, oh wow, I'm in LA already. And there's other days where it's like, wow, I've, you know, I've gotten to Norwalk, which is kind of like in South, Southern LA. Now, do you have a car out there waiting yeah. for you? Yeah, I got a car. Where's the car being kept? Cars in San Diego, where, uh, at my, uh, uh, brother and sister-in-law's condo out there. So it's just under there and. Man, this is very complicated. It's very elaborate. How, uh, how do you keep where things are straight? <laughs> I don't know. I just I write them down and then I look at it, you know, a couple months later and go, oh, that's where everything is. <laughs> okay. So I hope it's there. But yeah, so it's it'll be it'll be good to go back. It'll be good to get back in the swing of things. And I'm working on some projects this fall and winter uh, that are really going to be good stuff for my portfolio, hopefully. And, um, yeah. So when uh, when do you come back next? Then after after next week, because we won't now. Don't don't you get your hopes up? Like maybe this isn't the last one. This uh, is for sure. This is for one. sure the last one because for a while, for, like, a, long, for a long time. I'm yeah. I'm leaving until because my family's flying out for Christmas. So oh, so we are we, no we can't even no even not even break. a holiday special, buddy. No, so I was like, I was hoping, to you, listener. And it's tough because there's like people back here I kind of want to see where it's like, oh, I won't see you till maybe spring break next year, you know, if you're around. So yeah, that's, that's probably gonna be the next time that I'm able to come back is spring break. So yeah, I was just, unless I come back for Thanksgiving, which will only be like a weekend or so. So it'll be rough. I don't know how our listeners are gonna take it, buddy. This is this is pretty devastating. They can I think they just assumed. Drew's gonna stay. Drew is gonna stay. It sounds. It's not. This isn't like a ABC Family show. It's not like I'm gonna get to the airport and Rick's gonna run up and be like Drew, and then they'll be like, "Think about the show." I'll be like, "Rick, how'd you get through security? You had to buy a plane ticket." And you'd be like, "I'm going with you." <laughs> so it wouldn't be. I'd be staying. You'd come with me, which is the totally improbable choice. <laughs> 
that it's then we'd still on the table though we'd <laughs> go to california we'd you know live in venice beach and make shows well you and i are gonna go to breakfast tomorrow and we're gonna cozy up to a girl and i'm gonna say hey uh this is my friend drew and uh we're gonna go off to la together and make movies you just got a text i'm not no i'm not I was referencing that guy from the, the creepy guy that was a film student on my floor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was referencing that. Man. Yeah, we'll go cozy up. Yeah, oh, man, 30 minutes I hear there's a, I hear there's a cheer cam going on down at UAWM. We could go creep out a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> creep out. <laughs> no, so that's a... Uh... Yeah, so now with you leaving, my goal is to save up... Uh, a get a job so this is already a very tough goal rick you're and, you're a good man and you know any job would be lucky to have you but b save up enough so i can uh i can sort of get my podcasting fix yeah elsewhere i, I need a new this is like true. therapy for rick it's cheaper than therapy so however much <laughs> it costs him to drive over here is pretty much how much it costs i just imagine at therapy what you do is you go in and you tell humorous anecdotes about things that have happened in your life that's what it is right that's pretty why much. so many people do it that's why people go i'm just saying like the ther- therapy of just talking out for an hour in humorous anecdotes about <laughs> what's going on in your life that's pretty much all my therapy's been i guess that's why it hasn't been very constructive now there was a bit of controversy uh earlier today as i was driving over we had a little bit of a mix-up regarding the time and i i feel bad i feel like i forced it's you away fault, from though. dinner like, look at how like dark it is already um tonight and you know we still have 30 minutes to go so it'll be very because i'm already like tired and if we were doing this like <laughs> an hour later than we were supposed to if we were starting like right now is when i wanted to start so it'd be way later Okay, I because I've 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 been thinking the whole night. Drew's a little mad at me. No, I don't. No, I don't care at all. I'm I'm just mad at myself for because I wrote down nine o'clock and that's why I'm just upset with myself. And this this just works out really well because then I'll be you know well rested for filming tomorrow. Certainly. Uh, one of the ideas that we wanted to do for a show, um, clearly, if you can if you can count, you realize that we did not reach the goal of twenty episodes. We had um, twenty planned. We, we had twenty planned, but we just weren't able to pull it off. Um, you know, there's a number of reasons to number of fingers to point. Um, the recent earthquakes in LA, uh, probably being one of them. Yeah. Um, the storms earlier this year being another. Um, also, us just not being able to coordinate it. But one of the episodes that we wanted to do was of um, things that you and I are obsessed with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm putting you on the spot because that was going to be a rare one where we were both going to have stuff written down going into it. Uh, what what are, are some of your obsessions, Drew? The things, Dark Knight. Things that haven't been discussed on the show. <laughs> um, ad nauseum. Uh, I love Apple products, you know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to probably have a job in the fall because I'm carrying a lot of credits. But... If I did, I think I've decided that my perfect job would be working at the Apple store. Because no matter, like, how asinine, like, the customer complaints are or whatever, like, it's still, like, if I love the product enough, like, I'd want to explain it to them and, like, help them through the product. Certainly. I just love Apple products. I don't know why. Like, it changed my life in seventh grade when I decided when, like, that's when, like, the, like, old colored iMacs came out that were, now they're old. It was, like, the new revolutionary, like, Macs of, like... Steve Steve Jobs like bringing it back to the people 
and uh, kind of like the rebirth that Volkswagen had a couple of years ago too. Sure. Um, so it just kind of brings it back to the people, and like then I was like, wow, IMAX are cool. And then my first computer, my first like um, family computer that we really used was an IMAX DV, and it was this uh, blue IMAX. And ever since then, I've just been in love with Macs and their video editing and um, iMovie and all that sort of stuff. And so I mean, Macs and filmmaking have always kind of been paired in my life in terms of like two great loves that kind of support each other. I would say um, my, one of my biggest obsessions has been um, the video game slash computer game by LucasArts called Maniac Mansion. Um, Never played, played it. Played it back. It's available on the NES. Um, just kind of a, a wonderful game. where you, It's like three kids, and you get to control each one of them. You can choose who you want to be, and uh, you just got to go in and save this this one guy's girlfriend from a mad scientist but it's it's very much like a point and click and then you know use this object to open this door use this Those key. Are the best kind of game it's That's it's a really really fun game and you can download it um i'm sure you can download like a shareware version of it and it's really fun um it's just a very clever game and the music for it for the nes version um just has like stuck in my head for like forever and like I've I've got midis of them on my computer because <laughs> I like them so much and it's bum ba da dum bum ba da dum bum 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 ba da dum ba da 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 TV series of it on the Family Channel in the early 90s with Joe Flaherty and no I've seen one episode of it and it is terrible but it's the sort of thing where the night okay you get like six or seven different kids that you can choose from yeah. you, one of them um, you, you're, you have no matter what because it's his girlfriend but then the other ones you can choose you know any, any two of the other ones yeah. and there's multiple different endings for the games based on the characters that you choose like one of them's a rock musician, so if you do it one way, you can get it so that um, 
the the evil guy ends up with a rock and roll contract and he helps helps you out and that's what saves the day no and way. it's uh, another one's a writer and you help the, the evil genius write his memoirs so it's kind of like the wizard of oz almost um but if the wizard of oz had multiple endings <laughs> <laughs> like think of it that way yes. maybe we could do it like direct to dvd and like you choose like the scene that you watch to get to the film <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it is. Uh, if if you haven't played it, um, I'd recommend tracking it down online. Uh, like I said, um, the shareware version is probably not going to be as good because the music might not be there. Yeah, but it's fun. It is a, just a really well made game ahead of its time. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> um, but I have thought of making a movie uh, or writing a screenplay of the first. Um, the comic book series called Zot. Have you okay. It's by Scott McCloud. Um, the first book of it, it's out of print, but if you can get book one of Zot, it collects the first ten issues. And uh, if you read it, it is just like this the, the opening story arc of Zot. Um, it's, just, it's a two and a half hour sci-fi action movie. It is really fun, uh, clever. It's just like Maniac Mansion, but <laughs> it's just a wonderful like throwback. It has like a 1950s feel, but it was would made it be like, like would it be like a children's film, or would it be like a it would family be, film? It would be a PG-13, but in a good like it appeals to kids. It appeals. It has like a it has Wizard of Oz elements to it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I uh, I might need to try to track down the book one of Zod. I have a I have a copy, but it's signed by the author. I got to meet him. Yeah, uh, did you like? Got it in the case, so you can't pull it out. No, I don't have it in the case, but uh, I, I just I'm not about to loan it to anybody. But if I can find the copy of it for you, I I might get you a copy for like maybe Christmas I, or something. Yeah, maybe I'll just go out and find one. Because recently, uh, the books have been re-released. Um, the the Zot has been re-released, but it's the issues that are like 11 to 32. There's only like 32 total, uh-huh. so it's it's every issue except for the opening 10, <laughs> and the opening 10 are out of print. So I don't really understand the marketing idea behind it, but it's there now. Oh, so. Well. <laughs> so no, it sounds fun. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's a blast. You should check out Apple Computers. I, I don't know where you'll find them. I fully intend to, Drew. Once they've gotten, I the they've gotten less and less. They've gotten more and more scarce in recent years. So they're <laughs> they're dying out. They're, it's not going to be around for another like two three years. They'll be like impossible to find. <laughs> really, they're poorly built machines. I just love them. Do you have another obsession, Drew? Uh, I was trying to think of another one that like would just be like kind of a. Spot. It's hard to put you on the spot about this. I well, it's because like, like I don't know because some like your obsessions are like things that are so like like normal to your everyday life that you don't like think of them as obsessions. I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh, I would say, uh, Boy Meets World. It's probably an obsession of mine. I've seen every single episode of really? Boy Meets World, all seven seasons. A Boy Meets World. Uh, one time I went online and wanted to buy a $100 uh, bootlegged uh, copy of DVD. Did you double check the website? Did you? Because some of those you can get ripped off. Yeah, I didn't buy them because I was like, oh, I'll just wait till it's legit. Yeah. And like go out and buy like the box case series. They have started releasing it on DVD. They did. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I bought season four just because that's one of my favorite seasons. It's a very good bridging season. Uh, you know, out of middle school into high school where they're right. learning a lot more about themselves. And that's the one where they have the flashback episode to um, the World War II episode. And 
now, the classic Boy Meets World. It does have Ethan Suckley, who is now on... My name is Earl. My name is Earl, yeah. It also has Blake Sennett, who was in uh, Salute Your Shorts, the second season of Salute Your Shorts. Yeah. And now he's in the band uh, Rilo Kiley with Jenny Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it also does feature an appearance by um, former WCW wrestler Vader. Vader, yes, as the father of Ethan Suckley. <laughs> So, I don't know, there's there's just so much, like, good stuff in that show that, uh, it's one of those treasures of mine that I will, I, it's, it's definitely a guilty pleasure, I think, but I think it's definitely just, I learned all my childhood lessons, my, most of my moral fiber, I think, forget church, forget the way my parents raised me, most of it has to do with Boy Meets World. Um, for me, final obsession that I'm going to bring up is, uh, basically, Trip Shakespeare, uh, they were the band that... Um, was it two of the three members of Semisonic were in before they formed Semisonic? Trip Shakespeare's album Lulu uh, basically just completely blew my mind when I heard it, and uh, it's influenced me musically. But at the same time, uh, just Trip Shakespeare in general, because of them, I was a fan. Of, uh, because of Semisonic, I heard about Trip Shakespeare, and then through Trip Shakespeare, I heard heard about Dan Wilson and Matt Wilson. And then through them, the new standards. Yeah. And then through them, the Tropicals, because the Tropicals performed with Dan Wilson. And when I saw Dan Wilson, uh, I saw um, Wes Cunningham open for him. And it's basically this whole world of music is mm -hmm. all because I was a fan of Semisonic. And, uh, and then when I heard Trip Shakespeare, that basically was like, oh my God, they were even brilliant when they were old, even more brilliant when they yeah. were younger. And so, because of Trip Shakespeare, that sort of reinforced my opinion and uh, caused me to search for more of their music. Also, yeah. another band where it's Lulu is the album that you have to listen to, and that's out of print. Um, but, but with the internet, this stuff starts surfacing, yeah. you know, and like you might like you can strangely get it on be able eBay to find fairly it. cheaply, I believe. Yeah, it's you can strangely find this stuff online now. Um, stuff that was like never, you could never find before just starts surfacing. It's like somebody might want this. Wow, someone's gonna pay me five bucks for Lulu. Sweet. <laughs> oh, the other night, uh, this made me think of eBay, where uh, we had um, at the end of the show when the criminal is arrested for the murder mysteries, he's locked up with these handcuffs that look like real hands, and they were a tie-in to like Police Academy Two, <laughs> and so they've got the Police Academy logo on it. And uh, at the end of the uh, show, we ran out of prizes to give to everybody. So there was just one, like, for the kids, we ran out of prizes. Oh, no. And so there was one kid, and the, he got, we said, okay, you can have any prop you want. And the one prop he took were these, these handcuffs that yeah, were, yeah. like, irreplaceable. Yeah. So we looked on eBay for Police Academy handcuffs. Yeah. Somebody has them up there for, like, 40 bucks. <laughs> you guys going for them? We might. We might. It might be a necessity. You might have to. I think it's... <laughs> This kid's gonna cherish those for you know. A it week. could have been him who listed them on eBay. I <laughs> didn't check it. Wow, this is a very new listing for it. <laughs> He's a smart kid. He's a smart one. I don't know. Um, I'd say my final obsession would be uh, a piece of the aggro crag. It's something I want. It's I search on eBay every time I have a chance. I go on and I look for a piece of the Agro Craig from the television show Guts. Guts and Global Guts. And Global Guts. And um, whatever came after Global Guts. I think that was that was it, right? It was Guts and then it was like, there was some other form of Guts. 
Do, 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 do you have it? Guts! Mo with the results. <laughs> there was three different versions of the aggro crag. There's the aggro crag, the super aggro crag, and the super mega aggro crag. And um, I don't, I don't know. It's I just want, a, I want my goal is to train for the rest of my life. I've started getting back into shape, and I want to train and become ultimately ripped, and then challenge all the kids who won guts who still have a piece of the crag. <laughs> To come back and, like, 20 years later, come back and challenge me. I'm going to recreate the entire Guts set and Guts games and see who can outlast me. And I will challenge them, and then we'll get to the final game, which will be three of us will climb the crag, and whoever climbs it first takes on the... They get, either they get to walk out with their crag or some sort of, like, money deal or So something. there's very little incentive on their part other than the pride of defending their piece of the aggro crag. I think that's a pride enough. Now, I... I wanna, but even if they lose, they still get to keep their piece of the crag. It's just if you're one of the final three. I guess if you come in second place and I win, you lose your piece of the crag. I wanna have a bit of a slight disagreement with the way you portrayed the show. Uh, you were doing an impression of uh, some Mark host Mike O'Malley, Mark O'Malley. Thro throwing it over to Mo uh, with the results. But with Mike O'Malley, it was always, let's go to Mo, we'll let the egg roll, Craig! <laughs> it's always, it's always a bit of a pit of pat way to live it, live it. Rick is, uh, <laughs> scratching right now. <laughs> I'm having a seizure. He's like a malfunction. I'm having a Michael Malley seizure. <laughs> but, oh, Michael Malley, where are of you, yesteryear. Of yesteryear. Where is he? I love and him. ESPN ads, he was on uh, SportsCenter ads as the Rick. Yeah. So that's where he's been. I guess. I don't know. I love Mike O'Malley, and I love Guts, and I'm going to bring it back, and I think it'll be more successful than American Gladiators. <laughs> American Gladiators can Instead suck. of having, like, Hogan and uh, Tatiana Ali. You, wait, Tatiana Ali? Yeah. Isn't that the girl who was... I'm pretty sure that... No. I, Isn't I Tatiana Ali the former MTV VJ? I think so. I think who was on who was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Muhammad Ali's daughter. I wish I, I could I think, can't of her think of her name. No, neither can I. But um, instead of having them, you're just gonna have Mo. Mo, I'm gonna bring back Mo, <laughs> the She'll, British woman from from the show. We might just get a different Mo and like, replace <laughs> her, and no one will notice. You just get someone who has dark hair and has dark a British hair, accent. Hair. She won't even necessarily be British. And Michael Malley. And Michael Malley. Michael Malley will be a part of the new Guts. The new Guts. And it will be one episode. Me challenging <laughs> all of them. A four-hour primetime four special. Four-hour Guts special. That might be what gets NBC out of the tank. They don't own that property. It's actually owned by CBS. CBS Viacock. Yeah, <laughs> NBC is going to pay for the rights. <laughs> I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to Zucker. David Zucker and I are gonna talk and we're gonna work it out. Zuckerman. <laughs> I was David gonna Zuckerman. say you're going to talk to one of the guys from Naked God. I'm gonna talk to David Zucker, the film. He's gonna direct the episode. And then, <laughs> it's and then going we'll, to be a slapstick a time. A lot of sight gags. Then we're gonna bring it to Dave Zuckerman, the head of chair of NBC programming, and uh, then <laughs> give it to him. So. Oh. I don't know, and the whole thing, I guess, will be a um, message for the Republican Party. I didn't know that David Zucker was... Obtaining... Did you hear about that new movie of his? Yeah. Like... Oh, my God. It sounds crazy. It sounds awfully amazing. It sounds like um, a Christmas tale, Christmas uh, tale, only it's about a uh, Michael Moore-esque documentary filmmaker and um, having a realization about the glory of this country. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where, like, the ghost of, like, Thomas it's Jefferson... It's, like, overt like, leads Republican, yeah. Propaganda. And from what I read, he has his big realization uh, about the world and about the country 
while looking over the smoking remains of the Twin Towers. Yeah, it sounds... Yeah. It sounds insane. It sounds like... But I'm so excited to awful, see it. awful, awful movie. And it's supposed to be as, a comedy, from as what someone, I hear. Yeah, as someone who laughs at both, both sides, I think this is just gonna be some... I don't know. The whole thing is supposed to be that, like, there's no propaganda for the Republican Party. Like, most of it's Democratic. Or most of it's Democrat. But I agree with that. I think there is way more media bias and way more of a, uh, you know, film and television bias towards the Democrat I, Party. I don't necessarily agree with that. but I, Well, I think that if you look at country music as a whole, that's just, that's just Republican propaganda. Yeah, but not the entire that. country doesn't buy into it country music right where I most of the country buys it the whole CNN. fox news channel is so ridiculously right wing oh, like yeah, yeah. cnn you can say oh that's more liberal but it's not like no that's the thing <laughs> no that's the thing though is that cnn you go oh that's more liberal but i think that's because most of this country has accepted that the media whatever they say is left of center so what we've done right here is we have since we weren't able to get to an actual total of 20 we've just done two episodes first we did obsessions and now we just did slumber party politics part two part two <laughs> but that's all i'll say Boom! about that's two all birds about one stone that's all i'll say about that is that three that's birds the, one episode that was the point of like the film is to be like more towards the republican side and throw something out there for them but i think it's just gonna backfire in an awful awful way so but who knows it could be like not another team movie and just be great <laughs> I don't, I, I don't see that happening. It, ben Folds might have contributed to the soundtrack, so you never know. Or Take Folds, he, the guy with the origami. <laughs> That's a callback to Just call, I'm specifically calling back episode two for some reason. <laughs> it was a good episode, episode two, even though it was titled Sophomore Slump. I think it's a, I think it's a cult classic, episode two. I think it, it'll stand the test of time. Yeah, it is like the Friday people like, the 13th I didn't, part three of our I didn't series. like episodes one... And then two through seven, eighteen. But I three loved through it. seventeen. Three, three through, through 17. eighteen. But two, I loved. So, um, anyway, <laughs> yes, you got you brought that back just for this episode. People have been missing it. My non sequiturs are awesome. You know, I want to go out of my way to thank John Thompson for his support for the show. John Thompson has been our most faith most faithful listener, and he's been the most list one too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And John, he's just, you know, gone out there and he's, you know, put it out there for the show and, you know, listened to every episode. And I don't know, you can say that of everybody else. Oh, he's going to get by with us, gone. His drives to from here to Chicago will be much more somber. Yeah, that, that is the primary listening time for John Thompson in this show. He'll have to find another podcast to listen to, but it just won't be the same for him. I'm going to throw out some recommendations for podcasts. For Okay. Um, yeah, if you can't get your fix with us. I'd recommend Never Not Funny. Uh, it's hosted by Jimmy Pardo. That one you do have to pay to get. Uh, but if you listen to it, uh, you can listen to free 20-minute samples of it. On, and then uh, decide iTunes. whether or not it's worth it. And it's, it is worth it. Um, and also, Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, it's from MaximumFun.org. Although... I had a bit of a moment where I was disappointed with them today. Uh, MaximumFun.org. I'm a, I'm a proud supporter of it. And uh, I was just a little disappointed with my pledge drive gift that I received from them. That's all. That's I, all you got. I, I, sent, I sent off an email which was like, you know, I love your show. I've never had a complaint, but 
you, you disappointed me for the first time ever. And uh, I'm sad. I'm, I was I was honestly sad because I got essentially a, another copy of something another that I today. already have. Yeah, and today has been so downtrodden. You know how so you have red letter days, Rick. Today is just a black letter day. Yeah, but Jordan Jesse Go and Sonny Young America. Sonny Young America is a more serious show. But uh, Jordan Jesse Go, and there's just program. a lot of great podcasts out there in general that are just well done. And you know, go find a new one. Go search. You know, find a new favorite. You know, somebody who like this show that's not like you know a big like posted everywhere on iTunes. But go and find you know a little one. That's the little guys. I have a bit of an announcement, Drew. Yes, sir. Uh, in addition to the Robot Breakdancing Union podcast, once that gets gets off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I do have a new computer, a Mac uh, computer, um, the computer, um, essentially when I have your computer, after I kill you and take your computer tonight, um, I am starting a show. It's going to be called Host and Guest. Uh, I'll have new guests each episode. There you go. And uh, I'll be the host. I'll be the, the host. It'll be the like title. this, except for instead of me. You get more interesting people. No, 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 not that, not that at all. It'll be, it'll be like half an hour. That's my guess, and it'll just be. I mean, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try so to. So it's serious. more. It's more inspired by like uh, Bob Costas's what used to be Last Call with Carson Daly when Bob Costas hosted. When Bob Costas and it was just later, most yeah, later, later, which yeah. was uh, him just sitting down with the guest for a half an hour talking. Right. Um. It'll probably be a little less um, when Costas hosted later, more like when Greg Kinnear hosted later. <laughs> when Greg Kinnear transitioned from his days on Talk Soup into. Uh, a successful film career. Yeah, but he also was the host of later. Well, he might. He was also. I think he was a guest host at, at the very least. I know yeah, that yeah. Much. I think. Yeah. If I know the history of later correctly, <laughs> but Bob Costas forever will. Uh, that's one of my other goals. Is just to be on a some sort of broadcast medium with Bob Costas at some point in my life. But my goal is. With that's the, another one of my obsessions. Is, is Bob to, Costas. I agree. I am. We share an obsession with that's Bob why Costas. I, that might be why I'm most excited for the Olympics coming again. Is because I get to see Bob Costas, Costas every in prime day. time every day. So, um, but I think hosting the guest right now. I haven't completely decided uh, what I necessarily want it to be. I just want it to exist. Um, but I want to do a mixture of having like serious guests, um, yeah. but to maybe talk with them humorously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and also having uh, friends of ours on the show. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. So it's gonna be it'll be a neat <laughs> thing. So check out hosting guests. You know, I, I I've secured the rights on Blogspot.com. There you so go. So I it should a be placemat there for should me. Should you say like maybe about a month? <laughs> maybe about three months maybe about three months so later this this fall winter you know somewhere in you know when it does happen December. i'll announce it on the uh uh internet's maximum, maximum potential, potential yeah and it'll probably list links to that and the robot yeah. break dancing one you yes. know, and that all happens so check those out those will be awesome and for and any then, new projects of yours drew we'll yeah list those two we'll on list the blog well. yeah whatever i've got going on at that point there's some i, I might want to do some sort of video podcast or something like that um, and start getting a little bit more plugged in with um, the film community out there and do some film interview stuff. And right. uh, Do you have uh, someone out there that you think you can do a show with, Drew? You might um, start your own I might West be, Coast. Now that you know how to do it, now that we've both become a little familiar with the process. We've become pretty fluent, yeah. And look how far we've come technologically since the first episode when it was my old crappy laptop. You know, well, We advanced two generations of computers. You went to your brother's and then you got a new one. Yeah, and now this one, I think this one has the best mic quality and the best, you know, recording yeah. capabilities, and has really shined in these last few episodes. We're I mean, <laughs> the top notch, and uh, 
it's yeah since we've become pretty fluent in it i don't know i'm, I'm thinking i might either do an audio thing or a, a video thing but i might i might throw a podcast out there as well but i just don't have anything in the works right now i'm very concentrated on these film projects I'm sure in this fall and winter so sure um I think we're going to go a little bit over our usual time. It's, that, our, it's the final episode. It's the final we got to give them more than they pay for, which is nothing. <laughs> which is nothing. It's free. You know, and my thoughts right now are that there's a whole new section sect of listeners that didn't listen to this while it was dur- during its original run. There's going to be, be people who discover this later on in their lives. and like, uh, Yeah, like 30 years from now. 30 years from now, but... You know what? Still email us. We 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 love. Uh, yeah. Your, when you the get attention. the mailer demon that says no, <laughs> it's not that address does not exist anymore, and it pings <laughs> back to you. Go on a manhunt for us. Find us. I'll probably be in a cave in Alaska. Um. um what is nice though, uh, you and I we didn't have we weren't able to do what we had planned on where we were going to have a, a day where we signed business cards of mine. Yeah. Um, but if you do email us, give us your address, um, you're, you're going to be on the, the West Coast. The left coast, yeah. So I I will drive anywhere in an eight-hour radius to deliver you a business card. I don't know if Rick will make that promise. I will also say... I'll put it in the mail. Tonight. I'll put it in the mail. You can use them as book, bookmarks. I don't know if they'll be signed or not. But if you want one that has the Bucks official logo and my name on it, you're more than welcome to. And a very tiny signature of mine, yeah. <laughs> but yours, th- that's the problem. We, you, we don't have ones that are signed by you. We'll, we'll figure this out. <laughs> if you do email us, we will figure this out. Yeah, we? yeah. If, if, if it takes multiple mailings back and forth between Rick and I to achieve this. It's like the postal service, except instead of making wonderful music, you and I are signing business cards. <laughs> Defunct business cards from Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, that, uh, that, that'll happen. So, seriously though, uh, email us. Let us know what you think about the show. Yeah, Start a Facebook group. Let us know how you feel. I don't know. Yeah, just put it out there. And if you enjoyed the show, you demand more of it. You know, go out there and fight for the show. And if you know if people really start making noise, someone at you know CBS Radio or NPR, they're gonna go, "Holy smokes! Look at the the demand!" But these two guys. One's in the Midwest, the other's in the on the left coast. We gotta put them together. We gotta buy them houses and give them a, a, a ridiculous amount of money just to have their show, so we can air it on our radio. And that's, I mean, that's not like that's the goal. That's yeah, that's the goal. And that's not like we're not like asking for money. We're just saying like we love making the show. And we want to make more of it for you. And if it requires us being paid lots of money to do it, that's what we'll do. You know, we'll do that for you. We'll be paid lots of money for you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be out in Los Angeles at the end of the month, Drew. But I, uh, I don't think we're going to be able to meet up then. Why not? Why are you, what are you? Gonna I'm going to be on a cruise. I'm seeing Ricky J the first night that I'm there, and then we're going to the cruise the next day. Why are you going to see Ricky J? Have you have you ever heard, have you ever seen Ricky J? Yeah, he's amazing. Okay. That's why I'm going to see okay. him. <laughs> Ricky J uh, and his 52 Assistants is a wonderful show. I've seen clips of it online, uh, but I'm going to see it in person from the like the fifth row. Neat. Are you gonna have? Are you gonna like? What time do you get in? Or I get in uh, late that afternoon, and then I'm seeing the show that night. We can go. I can meet you guys like after the show or something. That if we can work it out because I know where you're staying. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll see. 
Just let me know. We'll do this. This is, oh, you know what we just did? We created a cliffhanger right now. Because people are going to be like, what's happening with Rick and Drew? Are they going to meet at the, are they going to meet in Los Angeles? I don't know. <laughs> is another show coming? <laughs> I don't know. We might just like record like 20 seconds of audio of me being like, hey, Rick. Hey, Drew. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. And we just like, <laughs> them leaving. So <laughs> the most know, disappointing <laughs> reunion special. Now that I ever. put that out there, though, I don't think it's gonna happen yeah. that way. If we do something, it'll probably be you know at least you know a decent amount of audio. Yeah, but uh, just an idea, just spitballing, trying, doing. I'm I'm suddenly like Favre. I'm realizing, oh my god, my career. I said it's over. Things aren't flowing for me. Now I'm desperate. I am like I'm like doing whatever I can to hold Scratching on to that dream. Clawing. Yes. And- crawling your way back so unfortunately we weren't able to get Favre to join us today no he was busy he was like he when he got retired he called us he was like hey guys you know i can make the show on uh august 4th 4th 5th 6th 4th he said the 5th and it's like oh well buddy we're recording our last one on the 4th yeah ah so no luck there and also the rant takes our incoming phone call so i don't St. Louis Rams are uh, in town. We tried to get Steven Jackson and Mark Bolger. No luck. No luck. I ran them to, at Target today, and they said, they said, sorry, we're not coming. Sorry, we, we, we don't we like got all this apple juice. They said, I'm sorry, but I just really don't like the script. <laughs> they didn't come. And then we, I tried to explain to them that there was no script, and it was just free form. They could just talk, and they wouldn't have a bit. They... They were very upset, and then they said, I'm going to need to call my publicist, and then they left. What if the, the big reveal was like, Mark Bolger was like, but if there aren't any scripts, then what's this? And he gave you this piece of paper, and it said, don't open until uh, after you record the show. And then you open it up, and it's the entire uh, transcript of what you and I have just said. And would be like, yeah. That'd be, I think you just What if Mark Bolger gave that to you? I think you just like, wrote my next short film (laughs) okay it's about a guy he's at target and he runs into these two nfl football (laughs) players and the guy he hosts a podcast (laughs) that's what you're filming tomorrow be honest that's that's actually what we're filming tomorrow the angel is the one it's all silent but he gives them a script of (laughs) it's just i I don't know where i'm going with this no but what how eerie would that be if that's what the film was about tomorrow premonitions uh Another good movie starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, should we start to put some of our recommendations out there? Our last recommendations. Yeah. All right. So, sandwich recommendations. Um, I'm just going to go with my favorite sandwich, which is uh, turkey on rye. You know, um, the show's coming to an end, but that does not mean that the campaign for chicken parmesan at Subway should come to an end. Ask not what your subway can do for you, but what you can do for your subway. You know, the show might be over, but the campaign... I have a dream! It never is. It never is. I have a dream that one day my children will be able to walk into a subway and buy a parmesan, chicken parmesan. That's one of his uh, less noteworthy speeches. It was an it, it just didn't catch on with a lot of people. I found it a good soundbite. So, um, what's your internet video? Pick Four up? score and seven sandwiches ago, our fathers brought upon this subway a new sandwich. Wait, 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 wait! Here's the one that we need to incorporate it into Drew Bill Pullman. <laughs> good morning. 
Good morning. Two short hours from here, our subway will be joining other subways from around the world in what will be the largest sandwich recreation of all time. All time. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We will not be separated by our petty differences any longer. Maybe it's fate that today is August 5th which was the day that the chicken parmesan ceased to exist from subways across the world. A day that we cried out, we will not go silently into the store. We won't eat it anymore. We're gonna live on. We're gonna survive. Today is our chicken parmesan sandwich day. <laughs> yes, 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 the best, <laughs> the best episode ever. I am no longer downtrodden. I'm glad that I convinced the Rick Mexico. The best callback of all time. And it um, wasn't even episode two that we were referencing. No, that was straight up episode seven. Just kidding. Some of all fests. That's Some the, of all fests, yeah. But that was, yeah. That, that was, was wonderful, Drew. You're welcome for that. That was a gift for you. <laughs> um, I made it myself. Do you have an internet video pick of the week? Pick, oh. of, the, pick of the season. All of them. <laughs> Go Just find don't. your own. Go find your own. I mean, that's that's what this is all about, me promoting internet videos, is that I believe that in 20 years, distribution will not exist the way that it exists now with you just going to your typical movie theaters and watching whatever they're throwing out at you. Um, I feel like it's going to be more of, you know, you searching for your own sort of entertainment that's been put out there, not through a distribution system like YouTube, but maybe like something that, you know, there's like a searchable like thing on your DVR at home of videos that have been created and um, either people pay a fee or put them up there and you can search through and find, you know, user created content that's of a good level and something that you want to watch that say some guy in Idaho, you know, took a couple weeks off of his job and went out and shot this film that he really wanted to make. And so go out there, find people, make, they, they love to hear from you, write a message and say, hey, I think this is really cool. And the, the cool part is they can write you back. Unlike the big movie stars and directors, they'll write you back. They'll say, hey. You know, thanks for enjoying my project. You know, what do you like about it? What do you not like about it? And you can put an input towards the next project. You can make a friend, you know, through that kind of thing. So go out there. Find some videos. I'm going to recommend the viral video. I'm going to put up a new viral video, Drew, just for the entire first season of go. the show. You can look for it on, on, on YouTube. Uh, it'll be up sometime. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not made yet, but I, I have a vision for it. He's got a vision, so that'll be up, and you can check that, and that'll probably be linked on the blog as well. Do you have an album pick? Um, my album pick of the week is uh, one of my favorite albums, maybe my favorite album of all time by my favorite band of all time. I'm not sure if I referenced them on the show yet, but a band called Reeve Oliver, and uh, spelled R-E-E-V-E -E -E space I-V-E-R, the whole joke being that the band's name sounds like Revolver, like a gun, but Reeve Oliver. And uh, they, uh, their self-titled uh, album, Reeve Oliver, um, is, is awesome, and maybe one of my favorite albums of all time. But um, yeah, so check that out. That would be mine. And uh, it, uh, it goes by that, and then it also goes by the name Reeve Aleutian, so R-E-E-V-E. -E O L O T I O N E P is the other name that it goes by as well. Um, I'm gonna go with Trip Shakespeare's Lulu. Just check it out. It, yeah, if 
if you love them as much as I do, just let me know, um, and I can hook you up. I've got some live stuff of theirs, some hard-to-find tracks. Uh, it's it's great stuff. I've got a new segment just for this final episode. Just for this final episode, TV series, comedy and drama uh, that are available on DVD to recommend to people. Um, Boy Meets World, and um, they're on TV right now, or like on DVD. They're, they're available on DVD. Okay. Um, I would say, yeah, Boy Meets World. If you've never seen Boy Meets World, check it out. You'll be glad you did. It's, it's, it's just. I don't know. I have to. I have to throw it out there. And then yeah. I'd also say, uh, the OC is highly underrated as a television series. Um, I'm gonna go with the complete uh, Arrested Development series. There you go. Um, watched it when it was on the air. Yeah, it's a great program. Uh, a lot of people have caught on to it, but still not enough. No, it, it is highly rewarding, and even I think it's the sort of show where, you know, you and I we both watched it when it was on TV. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's even better on DVD, yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of callbacks and it's very rewarding. And yeah, you can kind of get those callbacks a lot easier when you watch them in sequence. The other show, I'm still I'm in like the sixth season of it, and I've hit a bit of a standstill because I watched an incredibly emotionally devastating episode of it, and I'm a little reluctant to go back because <laughs> of how devastating the episode was. But Homicide: Life on the Street, Andre Brower, Yafit Koto. It's a great show. The if you if you don't if you're not going to buy the complete series of it, um, I'd recommend checking out at least the first and second season. It's the same DVD set. Um, it's a the first two seasons of it were a different sort of beast. It was much grittier. Um, they sort of toned it down later on, but it's it's a great show all throughout. Um, just a wonderful series deserves all the acclaim that it received at the time and uh, I've just I've been watching it like this past year I got the mega set complete series there of you it. Go. Um, film picture um, film pick of the show would be uh, Real Geniuses starring Val Kilmer I think it's just Real Genius just one take two my film pick of the week the show would be uh, Real Genius starring Val Kilmer um, yeah, go check it out. It's just, it's about them, and then they meet, there's another, there's like several different levels of genius which they discover, and then they save the school, and it's just, it's a great 80s film. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Wet Hot American Summer. There you go. One of my uh, all-time favorite films, and uh, it's it's got a great cast, great writing, great acting. It's just a really fun film. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably have John Thompson and I sit down one of these days and watch it because he's never seen it. He's never seen the whole thing. Oh, he, wow. he asked me the other. As a film he asked guy, me, like how? He asked me yesterday, like, "Hey, Rick, have you ever seen this movie?" I saw a part of it in one of my classes, and it seemed like it would be the sort of thing that you would love. And I'm like, "Actually, I do love it." And uh, to own it. If yeah. you haven't seen it, John, you have to yeah. because it'll, it'll change your it, life. Yes, it has to me. So it's just kind of like Evan Almighty. <laughs> Um, listen, for uh, The Internet's Maximum Potential Season 1, we really appreciate you listening. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure doing these with you, Drew. Yeah. It's very sad for this to be coming to an end. It's, yeah. uh, but for the show, for The Internet's Maximum Potential, I've been Rick Katchke. I've been Drew Stick. But Rick, have we, have we, you know, is it coming to an end, or has it only just begun? The Internet's Maximum Potential. 
has only just begun. We've only just begun to live White lace and promises A kiss for luck and we're on our way Just begun. 